Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. We are your host, Ben. You got Mike Fell. I think I forgot to do that in the last one. That's okay. It's all good. People know who we are, and they're watching us on video now. So if you guys aren't on our YouTube, subscribe and watch this on YouTube if that's how you get your podcast. Hey, hey. Guys, we have somebody really dope in the house today. Um, not really a dancer, right? Well, I mean, nah. kind of-ish <laughs> sometimes. Uh, writer, actor, director, Justin Chan is in the house. Hey. This guy has welcome, done a lot, welcome. a lot of stuff, man. You're putting Asian American males on the map. Let's dude. go. And trying. it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. And I know people have been, you know, pushing that for a long time. But uh man, I mean, from you might you might recognize him from the Twilight series hey, to hey. 21 and over mm-hmm. to you recently directed the movie Gook. Mm-hmm. And Let's I know go. you're working on some dope projects right now, yeah. too, man. So yeah. Uh, one, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. Um, so we call this thing Movement in the Shadow. So it's like, I mean, straight up just really your story, right? And uh-huh. however you want to tell it. But um, we like to get into the the stuff that people aren't going to get from like a soundbite form. Probably not going to get it off of your Instagram. Um, you know, I mean, like in order for us to do the things that we do, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of just stuff that... Um, years and years of stuff right yeah yeah so uh that's really what this is man so um for the sake of the listener uh give us like brief history like you know where you from where you grew up Mm. and and all that stuff so i was born in garden grove um grew up mostly in irvine two years in chila vista which is basically like tijuana (laughs) (laughs) nice um but mostly in in irvine um and i went to usc for business I uh, started acting two years into school. Um, after I graduated, decided I didn't want to be a financial consultant. <laughs> so uh, I started acting um, and then worked my way up from the very, very bottom, being an extra. That's how I, I, I did extra work for like two years to get my SAG card. Uh, and then, yeah, little by little, step by step, did like one line here in a show, yeah. co-star, guest star, film. Um, you know, and just has, have been steadily, uh, moving up the ranks. And then, um, about six years ago, I, I, I always made short films, but like six years ago, uh, decided to transition into, um, writing and directing. Dope. Yeah. Dope. So, uh, as, as a child, like was acting, directing a dream as like a childhood dream or was that like something you just found later? Um, it wasn't a possibility. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even within like, you know, um, I, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I had this friend named Scott Nakanishi and I was over at his house and, you know, he, he, he had like the cool channels, you know, like mm-hmm. he had like HBO and stuff like that. And I, <laughs> the, the cool uh, channels. Okay. I get what you're and saying. yeah, I remember like there was like a stand up special mm-hmm. and there was this, you know, comedian and he was doing like a, a thing and he was like. I remember specifically saying, "Hey, I'm gonna do that when I grow up," and mm. I was like, "Yeah, right. Mm. It's not. It's not possible." And yeah. it just wasn't even like a thing. But um, no, so it wasn't like really something uh, I thought was even possible until, you know, you just like go for it. Yeah, yeah. What well, was there a moment um, where you had that like go for it sort of push? I was always like the two year man, where it was like after college, 
was always like, okay, I'll give it two years. Mm-hmm. And then I would get just enough to be like, okay, two more years. Mm-hmm. And just, but then after like, you know, like 10 years or so, you're like, okay, well, I think this is my profession. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that's like life in general, though. I think tricking yourself into making things digestible for yourself right. is, at least for me, been. Uh, how I've been able to like continue to go forward, you know, like when you're running like long distance and you go, okay, just get to that fire hydrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you run past it mm-hmm. and you go, okay, no, no, just like I'm still running, so might as well get to that that light post. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of because uh, that seems less daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I reach a goal and then I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe a little bit further. And that's kind of I think how I ended up, you know, getting started and then continuing continuing to go. Yeah. So you went, you did go to college, right? You mm-hmm. went to school for business. Yeah. Did you finish? Yes, I did. Tight. And then so Congrats. was yeah, acting. Thanks. Yeah, that's big. That's yeah. huge by itself. Was acting while you were in school too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would go, you know, after I started uh, acting, uh, I enrolled in like a two-year program outside of school. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled all my classes to be in the morning and then like in the afternoon i would go rehearse or go to class yeah so i was going basically you know school all day yeah like uh but that's the thing is like you know you guys are dancers and stuff and once and it seems like everybody was dancing while they're in school Mm -hmm. and once we find something we love Mm -hmm. we just make it work Yeah. yeah yeah were your parents supportive of like the whole acting thing yeah, you know, my parents, I was lucky because my parents never really, they didn't even pressure me to go to college, but oh, wow. I just don't, I didn't know what else to do. Mm. You know, when I majored in business, it, it was because I just didn't know any, what else there was, there was, that was possible. Yeah. 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 What was the goal with business though? Were you just trying to be like, ah, I just want to get my MBA or like just, Yeah, it was know? just like a floating thing, you okay. know, it's like, okay, I'll get, I'll get a, a job and then um hopefully make some good money be able to go on some vacation yeah you know um, so it wasn't this fully thought out plan like you you wanted to open up a specific type of business no there was no vision no purpose it was just i was just coasting Mm -hmm. yeah um so from uh, at what point then was acting the like forget all this school business stuff i'm gonna just focus on this craft um well you know once i joined the school i was like this is freaking amazing Mm -hmm. you know it's like that sort of artistic high you get. And I, you know, me specifically, I was doing this exercise in class. You know, I, I, my foundation was Meisner, which is just very naturalistic acting, a lot of listening and responding. And, and we were doing a lot of improv, you know, uh, dramatic improv. And I was doing this improv where I, they gave me like a time limit, like, oh yeah, you're, you have like two minutes, your grandma, your grandma's gonna die. What 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 do you have to say to her? Like you have to tell her the last things you want to say. And I was talking to her. I my I had my back to the class, and I started talking. And naturally, you know, just getting that mindset and imagining these things emotionally, I just broke down. Mm. I started crying, mm-hmm. and I remember being really embarrassed. And then I turned around, and the entire class started like clapping for me. Wow. And, you know, That's being <laughs> being Asian yeah. though, like we're taught to. To never cry. Right, I mean, we're taught right. to like swallow our feelings and all yeah. that stuff. So I was just like, wow, I'm getting like applauded. <laughs> I'm getting like praised for being, you know, emotionally honest. Yeah. That's cathartic. Right. And that's when I was hooked. 
And mm. when, after that point, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I really enjoy doing this. I don't know if it can be a job. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, once I graduated college, I figured if I can just make enough mm-hmm. to get by, it'd be a pretty great life, um, a worthwhile endeavor to search for truth and, and be an artist. But, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's when I, I fully committed is after college, but it was always like, again, the two-year plan. I was yeah. like, I give myself two years. And then, um, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, let's be real. What else would I do? Mm. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of tricking myself into uh, not having any other option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like anything worthwhile doing in life is scary. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was like your, um, I guess, first break into, uh, I mean, maybe job wise that f- you felt like, yo, uh-huh. I could do this, you know, and I can make a living off of it. I mean, even just, just doing extra work, you get paid like a hundred a day. Mm. That's still pretty good. So you can survive off of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, get, um, you get fed and everything. Yeah, <laughs> you get fed. Yeah, they yeah. feed you and stuff. Um, but it was just. Being there on set, even as an extra, was mm-hmm. exhilarating. I remember I was in this one thing. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Aniston were in a movie called like Rumor Has It or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was in the background, and um, and then one of the the PAs or the the production assistants were like, "Okay, you come with me," and they take me to uh, where they're shooting, and I was pretty close to the actors, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so like they're like, "You sit here," and I'm like, "Cool, cool." So I sit down, and I'm like looking at the camera and they're just like right there and I'm like oh shit yeah this is like for real and then like you know they're doing the scene and like they're about to do a scene they're all slayed and stuff and they're like okay someone comes in like gives me a newspaper okay you're gonna be you're an extra you're gonna be reading the newspaper in the background I'm like yeah I could do that <laughs> and then some motherfucker like walked by and put a newspaper over my head and he's like you're sleeping and like put a newspaper over my face what but I was like no, I was still stoked. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, shit. It's like I'm that yeah, guy that's yeah, sleeping yeah, under the paper. <laughs> yeah, but that's like I think that is. It was those small victories along the way yeah. that like was like okay I can do this like I got that little little victory right there okay and then and, you know but the biggest thing was I always created my own opportunities mm. I always never took no for an answer mm-hmm. so even like my first pilot audition you know i went and i got referred by you know theater company and i was so green i choked really bad and um and then i found and they they were like you know they were all talking to me like be his i guess you know theater company talked me up i i choked Mm. then um uh they couldn't find the character so they did an open call i went back and then they were like, "What are you doing back here? You already—it's <laughs> like not how it works, mm-hmm, you know." Mm-hmm. Like, I was, and I—it's my my mo was always like thirty seconds, mm. thirty seconds. If I suck, you can kick me out. Just give me thirty seconds, yeah. and and they'd be like, "All right, go for it." And then I was a little bit better, but still, shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay, good, good effort." But like, you know, here's some notes, you mm-hmm, know, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then, um, yeah, those casting directors called me back. They remembered me, mm-hmm. and they called me back and like gave me a part, like a one-liner in this TV show. And like, it's always constantly been like that. Yeah, like that, like just pushing and pushing, 
till like somebody says yes hmm. but not having any like enough pride to be like or you know having enough humility to know that like no one's gonna hand it to me right yeah that's right. i think that's the biggest thing these days is like you know you guys teach a lot of kids and um they see the finished product i mean you look at that screen right there it's yeah. like that's decades of work mm-hmm. of precision like constant drilling yeah and uh but people want the shortcut and the yeah. answer is there's no shortcut for sure for yeah. sure yeah i mean we, we we talk about that all the time too where um uh you know like i was talking about earlier like when we teach classes and uh you know afterwards students come up and they have 20 questions that they want to ask and they want a a good a good answer every time and it's not that we don't want to give it's like i just don't have the time to unpack that because i know how loaded that question is and a lot of it has to do with um like how do i do what you're doing how did you get here what advice can you give me right now that's going to help me to be able to do what you're doing and and there's no really yeah there's no shortcut way to do it it's just the time it's it's the hours to the days to the months and the years and the decades that you're that's the only way that you're gonna get good and sure you'll have those uh prodigies you know or you know out of the woodworks like how long you been doing this like uh, a year it's like what the freak like you know what i mean like sure you'll get those kids here and there but that's not the common tale, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's what's yeah. dope um, with any craft, whether it's dance, yeah. uh, acting, writing, whatever. You got to put in those those. You and know, that's hours. the thing is what you're saying with the questions is like, you know, finding out that answer is not is not the work. Mm. It's part of the work, mm-hmm. but like, that's exactly what I think it is. Is like the the search for that ans- those answers. And the difficulty to figure that out is, I think, part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing now. And like, you know, I asked, um, I did a film, you know, the 21 over that the guys who wrote ha- Hangover directed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, they're really gracious to me. And, and I asked, I asked one of them, I was like, hey, so like, you know, I'm starting to write and stuff. Like, how do I get better? And they're like, write every day. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. and you know, there's, there wasn't really anything simple about it. He's just like, no, there's, he's got to write every day. Mm. And I'm like, but what about structure? What about like character development? Write every day yeah. because you'll figure it. I mean, you're going to ask the same, you're going to ask those questions, but through the act of doing, yeah. you'll, you'll slowly find the answer. Um, which is like, it's a hard pill to swallow though, man. It is, it is. Because the work is not the glamorous part. The work is the stuff that you look, uh, you suck during the process of the work, especially when you're trying to figure something out. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know how to do something and even if you're hours at it, you're going to for hours suck. You know what I mean? Like if I'm trying to pick up a a new dance style that I'm learning for the first time, hours and hours of it is just going to look like trash yeah you know what i mean because that's not the glamorous part you know but the the finished product like you're saying is that after you put in those hours and hours and hours and you compile all that um your day one and like your day 100 is gonna look very different so i mean and then you know obviously beyond that so yeah man i i I definitely could relate and and i appreciate um your your view towards that because i mean it part of the work is finding out the information like what do i need to do and then the other part of it is put in the work that yeah. you can't fabricate. You can't fake that. You know yeah, I mean? no, I agree. Yeah. Um, so out of all that, though, so what was what would you say was like your sort of breakthrough um, role or opportunity that 
where you're like, yo, I'm actually kind of creating a, a name for myself. Or but see, that's the thing is like, I don't think there's one. Mm. You know, it's like, I mean, you guys know this. You know, being on a huge television show, um, you think like, oh, we're gonna be on the show. It's a national show and it's gonna go worldwide. This is it. Yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's life. Yeah. That's, that's because I think. People think there's like, um, they always think there's a destination. There's no destination. Mm -hmm. It's like if you, the, the, the destination is just, it's just the process. Yeah. It's yeah. just the journey and the destination. Those are just like signposts along the way, but you still, there is no end, end all be all because if you do get that, you're still gonna be unhappy. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I know you guys know that. Like, so for me, it hasn't ever been one thing. And even when it was like, oh, this is gonna be it, it never worked out that way. Where I was like, oh, now now I've arrived or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of. And for me, I've had kind of a lot of misses, where I thought it was this whatever the thing at that moment was gonna be like. Uh, the thing that was to blow me up, but I'm glad it didn't mm -hmm. because it really gave me a lot of perspective and the people kind of that it did blow up for, they're a lot weaker. Mm. They're a lot more like mentally not as, you know, um, resilient mm -hmm. because they think that like it should always be that way. Mm. And then they start to do all this, you know, it, it, it makes their character you know it they they go awry for a while mm -hmm. especially like with celebrity kind of shit like mm -hmm. that's not natural mm. and if that is your end goal is to like be famous or make money we all know that's empty mm -hmm. but uh the people who kind of get it qu too quick they don't realize that like that was never what they really wanted yeah ever yeah, yeah. you know i mean I mean, you guys have had to, I mean, you've had to re reinvent yourself like many times. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, that's the, that's just part of it. That's a journey, you know? Yeah. And I think that like, especially for young people, they think, oh, oh once I get this, mm -hmm. once I do that, once I get on that show, once I, once I win this competition, whatever, like life will be different. Yeah. It might be. Mm -hmm. But for unless. that pocket of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. unless, unless like. You know, we understand like our our reason for doing it, the why. Mm -hmm. Just we're just gonna be unhappy as yeah. shit. Yeah, man, I I love everything you're saying, um, and this is this is exactly how we think. Um, and sometimes I, I try to think to myself, I'm like, man, if I was like, oh, when young people think this way, and yeah, I was like, well, once upon a time, which yeah. was not that long ago, I was a guy who thought that way. So it's not like to shame anybody who yeah. who is young that um, that may think. Like, oh, if I were to achieve this, then my life would be so much yeah. better. I think there's nothing wrong with that because I think that's where it starts. You know, yeah. you, you start because your your hunger and your ambition for the thing that you love Absolutely. will push you to like be that go-getter, yeah. right? And then you may you may uh, achieve some of those things. Yeah. And then like the reason why, you know, the the older way of viewing things or the way that we're talking is because we've experienced like kind of a, a an array from absolutely you know su success to tons of failure to mm. a little bit of success to more failure you yeah. know and then um you learn through that process it's the it's your your willingness to 
just withstand, have that grit to just be like, I'm yeah. not going to quit because I really love this thing or yeah. I'm really believing in this thing as something bigger than uh, fame and numbers yeah. and money and all that because we yeah. know, yeah, like you just said, um, those things don't fulfill because yeah. once you've achieved it, that's just, it's gone. And then now everyone's like, so what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I mean the, the, the viewing audience is they're going to applaud you for what you did. Yeah. And then the moment you stop doing stuff is like, wait, who are you again? You yeah. know? So I get it, man. Like when yeah. you talk about the whole celebrity thing, when you're constantly chasing that fame and, um, the recognition of just kind of being hype in the moment, yeah. um, that stuff dies out quick, man. And, um, uh, I think that, yeah, that's why I love a platform like, like this, like podcasting is something that, you know, su such a random thing for a dance brand to be like, what, what, you guys have a podcast? What are you guys just talking about dance all day? You know? <laughs> like, like, yes. And like, and a whole lot of no, you know, yeah. it's, it, it, um, you know, we talk about dance being our trade. Uh, people most know us for our product is the dance, right? Um, but you know, we're here like at, at the Kinja's Dojo to, uh, we're working on all sorts of different things that, you know, maybe stem from dance, but the, the dance is not the end all be all sort yeah. of thing too. So, um, yeah, even for somebody like yourself, like, I mean, I, when I first met you, I felt like it was kind of at a time where, um, you were still not to say you're not grinding now, but like I saw the grind then. I remember being in the studio with you, like mm -hmm. teaching you some steps yeah, and I was yeah, teaching yeah. you like a hat trick, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, and like, it, you know, and look at where you're at now, where you're, um, dude, man, like the, the, the stuff that you're pushing right now, writing and directing, producing, um, like things that like real life stories, um, things that not only mean something to you, but the cultural climate of even where what we're living in now like yeah. these stories that haven't been told but are so real and that it, they've been they've existed forever yeah. it's just we haven't had anyone to kind of have that opportunity to kind of push those stories out there um so man uh, much respect to you, you you know for for yeah. being that kind of a, a figure and a role model to you know for the kids that are trying to you know come up in acting and yeah. all that stuff right now i think that's a secret sauce though like because I can tell, you know, from you guys' brand and, like, what you guys do, it's more than just dance, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it's a philosophy. And, you know, even teaching classes, like, that's, like, you're giving back and everything. And I think that's the secret sauce really is, is, you know, here's the thing is, reaching for that thing that you want is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to set goals because mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you don't have, like, these markers for yourself and, you know things to strive for like you'll never get anywhere mm -hmm. so like set, setting specific goals is important but the secret sauce is you know and this takes i think years to understand because of ego and mm -hmm. sort of like narcissism and like those aren't even necessarily bad things mm -hmm. but like it takes a second but when you realize whatever you're doing if it's for somebody else there's a lot more value in it. yeah when it's for you, just strictly yourself or your own glory, it's empty, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And and um, and I could, you know, it's so funny because like when I, I could go help somebody or whatever, and if I didn't want to let them down, I'd probably work really hard to try to do it for them. Mm -hmm. But then after I get it done, I feel so proud, and I feel mm -hmm. so like. You know, that's kind of how I approach filmmaking and writing is like, you know, the things I look for and the things I want to make. 
there's only so many projects I can write about myself. Right. You know, and then it's like, how do I tell someone else's story? How do I do it justice? Why am I telling it? Like, what am I trying to accomplish by saying? What do I want the world to know, mm -hmm. you know, about us and about our community? But it's not, it's for me, but it's also, it's also like for, you know, everybody else, mm -hmm. you know, like that's like, you know, I just, I just directed this new project, right? And, and we're doing post-production on out. And every time I've screened it, it's about a brother and sister and just a simple relationship and their dad is dying, whatever, and mm -hmm. kind of a fucked up situation. And I, I've been screening it for people and there's been so many people have come up to me and just like that I never expected uh, to have like a fucked up family or whatever and be mm. really honest with me. Like, wow, that that film hit me because my dad did this or my mom was like this. And I'm like, damn, like people who would never because, you know, there's like this professional facade. Mm -hmm. They would never come up to me and tell me that kind of information. Right. But through the through the communication of art that conversation is possible, yeah. right? But yeah. like, I think that's a secret sauce is like, if there's, if there's a bigger thing, bigger than yourself worth, worth, you know, fighting for, it all of a sudden becomes much more fulfilling rather mm -hmm. than just being like, you know, I got this, I did that, you know, cool. Like, yeah. we all know you go home and, you know, I screen a movie, I just premiere it, it goes to like a f festival or whatever, um, it premieres in a theater, then he, afterward you go drink or whatever and then mm -hmm. you go home and then you wake up the next day and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That happened, but mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that was cool. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, well, that's not to downplay. I mean, getting getting placement and things like Sundance and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, huge. that's like huge. every actor, filmmaker, writer's dream is to be in, in a place where so much, like so many reputable pieces of yeah. work have been featured in places like that. So, got a point to yeah you know what i'm saying like absolutely props to that that's that's huge um and and like you know uh, so the the projects like gook to miss purples that you're recently yeah, right a new one. and uh you crowdfunded both of those crowdfunded uh the post-production on both of them mm -hmm. um that's the thing is you know you know we all grew up not being included mm -hmm. and it's I'm not waiting anymore. Mm. I'm not asking for permission. I'm just showing up and be like, this is what I do. Yeah. And here it is in, you know, hopefully I'm making product that's undeniable. And, uh, do you see that? Do you guys see that like interview with uh machine gun Kelly on, uh, the breakfast club? Was he talking about the whole Eminem? Beat? Yeah. He was talking about the Eminem yeah. M &M thing. And like, yeah, I'm not like a, really like the biggest MGK fan or anything. Yeah. Um, but I liked his attitude. Mm. Like, you know, there, he, he went on the show and he's like, listen, I've been, I've been doing this forever. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, and like, no one gave me anything. Like actually people try to stop me, but I'm here. Yep. And I'm still here and I'm yeah. be here tomorrow. And like, I was like, good for him, man, because that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, I just put out, I just continue to put out great stuff until it's undeniable. Mm. It's like, you can't say my work speaks for itself. Totally. You know? And I mean, you guys are like a living embodiment of that. You know, you guys go on, go on like all these television shows and it's just like fucking fire, you know? And like, mm. people can't say like, what are they going to say? <laughs> yeah. Like, how yeah, can they say yeah. anything bad about it? Yeah. Like they, they watched, you know, they watch what you do. Yeah. 
that's that wow thank you man i mean like i get it though um it's because we live in this culture where there's it is a constant battle because there's this you know in order to be successful in this entertainment world uh, it's it's all content driven so yeah. like you know you're you you're racked up in your brain of like how do i keep putting out stuff and we're everybody's human like who who in the world doesn't get a, a like a, a creative block or or oh, yeah. you know not really feeling inspired but it's like well our livelihood is to keep putting stuff out so yeah. not everything is going to be a hitter not everything's yeah. going to get praised and you know we speaking about MGK and Eminem um I mean, obviously, I mean, me growing up the, the era like that we grew up in, yeah. I'm a huge Eminem fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going to be like, yo, Eminem, greatest of all time, yeah. smashed, right? But then I got to give a guy like MGK props. Like, yo, you went toes with the greatest of all time, and you definitely stood your ground. And and you're being honest about it. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to... You, even admit like yo this fool's the greatest like what do you what do you expect you know but i'm (laughs) I'm here too like you said i'm undeniable um and and no one's gonna be able to look at me and be like yo you're garbage because you're not like otherwise someone like eminem wouldn't give a crap about like going at you you know what i mean so yeah man like i think that's something that's that's really um important for uh, our listening audience. I mean, majority of our listening audience probably like younger, um, you know, aspiring dancers and stuff like that. That's obviously who we can kind of naturally speak to. But like the point of something even like this is to open up uh, an opportunity and um, just the potential to either talk to that same kid or to speak to somebody new that had no idea about them. That's why we love yeah. bringing on people that um, don't dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of my favorite conversations with people and the most enlightening ones are the people that don't do the thing that I do yeah. or that we do, you know? So, um, but it's, it's sharing that experience of like, how, how did you make it? How did you not quit? You know what yeah. I mean? And what's driving you to keep going in this way? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like the age old, artistic dilemma you know like the the crazy thing about art is like it comes from like a a passionate need a soulful need but we all need to make money Mm -hmm. right and that is that is where it gets difficult between commerce and art and the thing is is but that's not new Mm -hmm. that's been like since the dawn of of man like they're drawing on caves or whatever and like to make money from art is, you know, you look at like, my, my wife likes fine art, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to go to these galleries and be like, what the, like, I don't fucking, like, you know, what is this shit? <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. But until, until like, I was in, I was in Amsterdam and I went to the Van Gogh Museum by myself. I went to the Van Gogh Museum by myself and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to check this out. I'm here by myself. And I started looking at all the paintings and stuff. And Van Gogh did a lot of personal, like, portraits mm-hmm. my like, why the fuck did he do so many self-portraits and i'm reading on the placards i never read those little yeah, things i'm yeah. like just look at it oh cool <laughs> i was reading yeah. it and i'm like oh dude back then that's how you made money is you did portraits for other people mm. that's how you got you got commissioned mm-hmm. to paint other people that's how you made money that's like us doing a commercial or whatever sure. right so his brother would like was basically his manager and like was like, you got to get better at it. So he practiced a little bit drawing himself, but he couldn't help like drawing fucked up versions of himself because that was his artistic thing. Yeah, yeah. And go figure, like he, during his lifetime, he died penniless, man. And like, but like after he died, the things that made him famous wasn't the self, wasn't the portraits of other people. Right. It was the stuff that he did for himself, like the, the flowers and, yeah. and, and, and all that stuff. And, you know, even thinking about like Monet, Manet and 
you know, that whole crew in France during that time, um, they were like basically indie painters. Right. Like back then, you were like painting architecture or scenic stuff, like stuff that like people wanted to see. They were like the independent filmmakers of that their time because they were drawing prostitutes. Yeah. And people were like, yo, no one wants to buy that shit. (laughs) But they were like, no, but this is what we want to do. This is coming for our our Mm. passion. And guess what? They're in the galleries a few hundred, hundreds of years later. Right. And the people who were doing like the thing that was popular at the time, no one knows who the fuck they are. (laughs) But that's, but then at the time they, you know, they, and here's the other dirty secret about art though. There's a lot of like really rich people who have the luxury to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you don't have money and you want to do art, you just have to work 10 times harder. Yep. You just have to sacrifice more. But life, and that is the first thing everybody must understand is life was never fair. Yeah. It was never supposed to be fair. Even if you're rich, it's not fair. Like mm-hmm. there's, you have your own set of problems, but like that is the thing is like you can complain or you can do. Mm, mm. And you know, me as an indie filmmaker, like I can complain about all the resources I don't have and we're talking about Kickstarter or whatever, or I can figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. You know. That's good, man. I mean, I love so many things you just said. I mean, yeah, the the art that gets remembered, um, you know, years later, you know, people say like, oh, you're so not appreciated in your time. And like you talking about these painters that, in the in the time, yeah, that's not what was popular. That yeah. wasn't the pop culture trendy stuff. It was the countercultural disruptive stuff that they were doing then. Yeah. That years later, now we're looking at like, yo, like what he was doing that in a time where no one else was doing that. Yeah. And and so you know it, that still stays true to this day. The things yeah. that uh, the stories that are told that are not glamorous. Mm. The the stuff that's like. We're gonna keep that one, you know, in the closet. It's like, no, let's bring that out of the closet because I think people need to know about this because yeah. this is actually real and people are really experiencing these things and suffering from these things um, and telling that real story. And I think to to do it in a way where um, you're being so honest from even how you want to create it and get the story told to like put out like a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding. Um, letting people know like guys I, I have this story I want to tell but I need help yeah. and it's a real thing studios don't care about stuff like this that's yeah. the pop cultural the, the, you know what I'm saying like yeah. this is not a blockbuster yeah. but this is a real story like you guys are going to appreciate this trust me from even this Kinjas Dojo we crowdfunded this thing it yeah. wasn't like we're freaking ballers and we're like yeah. yo let's just open up a dance studio it's like no after we lost the TV show <laughs> yeah. we asked people to be like guys help after us. we if we were to have won that show we would open up a studio that's what we wanted to do so help us because this is what we believe in yeah. and people came out the woodworks to like fully fund it and then yeah. some you know that's, that's how we opened this up so like man like to um, have that approach where uh voices need to be heard and yeah. um I mean I think every artist really pushes that like this voice is going to get heard regardless yeah you know like whether I do it myself or someone else is going to help me it's going to get out there yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so I think what you're doing with like you know say films like Gook and, and Miss Purple man like I it makes me like a fan already before it's out mm. and then obviously when it's out like I just want to campaign for you. He's like, yo, guys, this thing, you don't even understand what it took for something like this to be told. Yeah. Um, and it's not just for the sake of like, go support the homies or yeah. whatever. It's more of like, 
this is really something that needs to be out there. Yeah. And, and this is those, these are the types of countercultural disruptive things that are happening now that people mean like studios aren't like, ah, there's no money in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, I think we're all doing in our, in our res- respected discipline. Sure. And that was the thing about like, you know, dance, uh, you know, when it was like the whole ABDC, all that stuff is like, I think it was really the first time the country saw cool Asians. Mm. And it was like, before that, they're like, you can't dance. Yeah. But we knew, like, you know, you, you know, like in junior high, like, there's always that, like, Filipino kids that can yeah. do, like, <laughs> like flare after flare. <laughs> like, what? You got them high school yeah. flares, dude. I don't know, no top rocks, yeah. just come out, yeah. bust out yeah, your, just only your power four flares, yeah, and yeah. you're done. You exactly. blow it up, you're out. <laughs> but we, we always knew, like, our community had swagger, and yeah. and we could... You know, we can do these things, but like, I felt like that dance thing was such a opening of the gates for people to be exposed to a different type of Asian. Yeah. That we were, that wasn't represented for the longest time. It was always like, you know, Kung Fu and all that, but like, we were doing something that was cool. Yep. And that was, I think that was a good you know, eye opener for like the country. And then it was like, now it's like so normal. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't even, people aren't even like battening, batting an eye anymore. They're yeah. like, that's just like, yeah, like, you know, Asian people can dance. But like <laughs> 15 years ago, yeah. they're like, nah, like who are the bows? Like, you know, you come yeah. out and they're, they're like, and then they're like, oh my God, they're so surprised. You're like, yeah. why are you surprised? Yeah. You know, and that's, but uh, yeah, we're all doing it in our respective sort of things right now for me you know there is we have the justin lins we have the james ron we have the john shoes they're doing that man yeah. and they do it well yep i'm best served in the indie space at this moment to tell stories that are much more you know just the other half right mm. the 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 other half of our community which is not rich which is people who are struggling or whatever and also that it's just very honest depiction authentic depictions of our our community yeah just relationships just stories about our our families not like it doesn't need to be some hook it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be some like heist you know yeah. like it's yeah. just like dude a brother and sister like getting ready for their dad to die or like because every year at sundance or whatever south by southwest or tribeca there's like tons of white films that they're allowed to tell those stories right. that are just simple like that like kitchen sink dramas yeah well we need our programming as well mm. you know and that's where i think i i'm the best served right now um and and i know i can do it yeah i know i'm capable of doing it so like that's that's my discipline right now yeah but um you know it's like not without doubts yeah sure we all wake up every day and be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing yeah you know yeah, yeah man yeah that's good, man. Um, I mean, well, like, you, you, you touched on uh, films like, okay, like a Crazy crazy Rich Asians, Searching. Yeah. Uh, great Dope. for the culture, great for yeah. Asians uh, in Hollywood. And um, be, I mean, it, it's what's cool to me about like, say, Crazy Rich Asians, right? Like it's a it's more of a rom-com versus like a Joy Luck Club where we got to show the the Asian, Asian you know, uh, struggle to migrating, uh, immigrating from Asia and yeah. growing up as a woman. Like, so it's like a lot of drama, which is a real story. Yeah. Great. Um, but like this, you know, to be honest, in, in I don't know how long, I don't even remember the first Asian American 
comedy rom-com that I feel like was like blowing up as like the number one movie in America yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then a movie like Searching where, you know, John chose the lead, but it's not about this Asian experience. It's just like, yo, it's a, it's a, it's a suspense thriller <laughs> with this dude who just happens to be Asian, you yeah, know? So I'm like, yeah. oh, so like we're actually getting cast in roles that are not so cultural specific. Like it's yeah. an Asian American stories or it's an Asian experience. So we have to cast an all Asian cast or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, for you, I'm sure growing up at, at, within the, uh, this industry, Hollywood in particular, um, I'm sure you've dealt with all sorts of, you know, struggles, roadblocks, hurdles and stuff. Um, what are your thoughts towards, uh, everything that you've experienced to what you, how you see it or the trends kind of moving now in Hollywood? I think it's improved tremendously. I mean, we cannot deny that. We have a long way to go, but like, I mean, I see so many more Asian faces. Like, it's not even like, it's not that shocking anymore. Mm. You know, before it was like, oh, there's an Asian dude in here. Like, it was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now it's like you see them all over right yeah. and that's awesome um now what i'm looking for i'm looking for my jennifer lawrence and winter's bone mm -hmm. i'm looking for my timothy chalamet i'm looking for our communities that mm -hmm. and i want to i want to cater a film to them to make them shine and i want to put them on the map and i want to unleash it to the industry and be like yo this person's a force mm. i think we need that you mm -hmm. know like we still don't have we don't have that just tour de force, you know, actor like a Joaquin Phoenix mm -hmm. or a Daniel Day-Lewis. I just don't see it yet. And yeah. Like I'm, I'm constantly searching and that's, you know, one of my agendas is like putting someone on the map like that because that really, that just, that really just also covers all our bases, mm -hmm. right? You know, yeah, we did a rom-com that's awesome, you know, mm -hmm. and like, not everybody wants to watch a rom-com. Sure. Yeah. We should support it because it's important, mm -hmm. but like you know, I'm not like dying. That's not my genre, right? But things that have like a profound effect like you know, I just saw a movie Japanese movie called Shoplift Shoplifters yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, one can. God damn, that movie was like deep to like the nth degree. Mm -hmm. It was just so, you know, profound and and I felt like I walked out of the theater understanding humanity a little bit more. Whoa. You know, and like those kind of things turn me on. Yeah. Doesn't need to turn everybody on, but yeah. that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. But uh you know, I think that is everybody has their own everybody has their own agenda and that's why like I can't that's why you said like, you know, a lot of people come up to you and ask you questions, you're like, I don't even know how to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Because my journey is not your journey. Exactly. And why you do things is different from why I do things. Mm -hmm. So to say like a, just a, a blanket like answer to, to, to questions is I think also, I think you're right in being like, hey, not being able to really answer it because it could be destructive too. Mm. You know, because it's like it might not be tailor fit to that person. You just don't have the time totally. at the time. But, you know, like people ask me all the time, like I want to. And my, my, I always ask, like, but why do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. They say, oh, I want to write. Well, why do you want to write? They always give me, like, this, like, prefabbed, like, like statement. Oh, yeah. I want to represent our community, blah, blah, right. blah. I'm like, cool, but why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, because, 
you know, growing up, you know, I got bullied. So what is the story you want to tell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I want to tell the story about like, you know, um, some kid, you know, gets, you know, worked at his parents, whatever. And I'm like, and what are you expecting to accomplish from that? Mm. And I keep asking the next question. I think that's what it's about. It's like, what is the next mm-hmm. question? Yeah. I should be asking the questions. Yeah. Mm. Not them. I should. Okay. What do you want to do? Okay. I'm going to ask you the next question. I'm going to ask you the next question. Next and if we're like 20 questions down, you just help them write the story. <laughs> then, then maybe I'm like, okay, maybe there's a, yeah. maybe there's a shot here. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, again, man, there's, there's really nothing wrong with being that kid on, like, let's say, let's call that the defensive. Like, you know, you're going to, you're constantly coming at me with why. So I feel like I have to defend myself. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Well, because of, you know, like, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because I think, without you realizing when you're kind of feeling like, yo, I need to defend myself or, or I don't know, like, I don't know why it's okay. It's okay, it's okay. to not know why, yeah. because now you know, and you realize, wow, I got to think a lot more about this before I realize, or I think that I must do this or mm-hmm. I must do that because, um, yeah, no one, no one maybe we're not in- instinctually, uh, program to think that the things that we want are shallow. Mm-hmm. We we all think that like the thing that I want to do, the world needs it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> like really, you know. Yeah. And and again, it's nothing bad with that. But to have somebody, um, you know, ask you why to to force you to kind of dig down this rabbit hole of like, let's see how deep this hole actually goes, or whether it just stops here. You yeah. Know? And even if you realize that it stops at a shallow place, it's okay yeah. because that's that's your place for you to uh, grow for yourself. It's yeah. either um, one, you can quit and be like, yeah, maybe I'm not really into this. Maybe I'm not yeah. cut out for this thing, right? I mean, shoot, I wanted to be a freaking pop star when yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, at some point. And when I was in high school, I wanted to be a K-pop star because yeah, I was yeah. like, yo, that looks so fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I even went kind of the distance to like go get a talent scout and yada, yada, yada and even do an audition. Whoa. But like it wasn't this burning passion where I was like, yeah. I'm not going to take this no as a no. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep going. I was like, nah, I don't think it's for me. And I, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, because I, I realized that my desire for it only went so deep, but, um, for, yeah, for, for the, the, the person who was really trying to figure out, um, what they really want to do, um, ask yourself those whys. And I think, mm. you know, for myself and and I don't know I, you know I'd love to know from your story too like getting mentors people that you uh. look up to in whether it's in that industry that you're trying to break or in a completely different industry or just has some other sort of life experience um having people to uh, pour into you in ways that um will help you think because everything is a everything starts up here you know yeah. what i'm saying you have to have your thought processes in order and have them straight so that you can even have a plan of attack you know, and and a lot of times that comes from the person to just constantly ask you why. What's that going to accomplish? What's your end goal? OK, let's say you do that. Like, what's that going to do? And it's not to just be a jerk and just be oh, annoying yeah. about it. But it's really like I'm trying to help you understand for yourself what yeah. you want. Right. Yeah. So for for yourself, though, um, was there anybody like that to kind of mentor you to kind of get you to where you're at now? I always am looking for mentors. Mm. It's one thing that I feel like we lack in our community is like the willingness to pull somebody else up. Right. You know, um, and I'm always searching for, for 
answers. Mm-hmm. I'm always searching for people who can guide me. Um, but it's been hard. You know, mm-hmm. to be honest, like it's been hard to find people who are willing to be generous with their information. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's my job. Right. But um, I'm always I'm always bugging the shit out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Like, for example, just even with acting or something, but something like, you know, there's the actor C.S. Lee. Do you know him? He was on Dexter. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He, and he's a Yale graduate, drama school graduate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has this awesome story about how, like, no one would cast him in a play during graduate school. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to I'm gonna do my own production of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be Romeo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know... I've always looked up to him as an actor because I, I don't think people understand how good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. But if you have a trained eye, you you know. Mm. And I've always asked him like technical stuff and whatever. And he's he he's really like, you know, he'll sh- I'll be like, hey, can we meet up for lunch on Sunday? And like he'll show up like super hungover or whatever. <laughs> but I'm thankful he even came, yeah. you know, and like and gave me whatever information he could. And you know, even this past film. Uh, when I was before I picture locked the film, he came over and and watched a cut, gave me his two cents, and Dope. you know I just did a film with um, Wayne Wang. He directed Better, uh, Joy Luck Club, mm, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, hey, do you mind if I like while we shoot this film, I kind of like ask you questions and I shadow you, and he's like, absolutely, um, and I asked him to write, I asked him to read miss purple he did and gave me notes great notes Mm -hmm. but i'm not scared to ask Mm. you know it's just uh but when they say no i'm also not scared to be persistent Mm. like bug the shit out yeah yeah i don't know man like i respect that like i respect when like there's been kids that like have bugged the shit out of me (laughs) yeah i respect that though because enough times and if but you know you gotta have a little bit of tact you know like you know, there's certain kids who are just charming or whatever, mm-hmm. and like they asked a bunch of times, and I love to mentor because I didn't get that, mm-hmm. and at least if I have something to do with it, like I'd, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to 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 have somebody stand on my shoulders, yeah. you know, and and um, it's also the reason I want to discover somebody because I want to like help somebody get over the the wall, mm. over the other side, and then mm-hmm. maybe they'll throw a rope over for me to yeah. get over too, yep, but like. Yep that's how it works for all of us, you know, like just like we cross promote all our stuff and, you know, through each discipline, like, yeah, it's synergistic. It's not like, and I I think that's the problem is not going to generalize and say it's like an older generational thing because they'll get pissed at me. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it was a different time for the generation above us. Right. And there's this idea that like success is finite, that like, there's only so much to go around. You, we all know that's not true. Yeah, there's, we all can have it for sure, for sure. But there's this weird way of thinking, you know, that certain people think that, like, no, no, if you get this job or you get this role or you get this show, that there's there's not going to be anything left for me. And that's man. we all know that's not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Speak on it, man. Yeah, yeah. I do. That's so true. It's this, uh, and I think it's this. Um, when something is brand new, you know, I think, I mean, well, it doesn't have to be brand new, but like we, for whatever reason, we're competitive, right? We we compete for, you know, jobs to relationships to girls to 
everything, right? And and no one um, is very vocal about the fact that they're competitive in that way because it's not, it's never glamorized either. It's never looked at as a positive thing. And, you know, but like when we look at any sort of industry, right? And I would say one of the most like cutthroat industries, let's say hip hop, right? Hip hop is like, in the DNA of the culture is competition, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and calling people out and, and, you know, if someone's biting your style, you call them out and you, you roast them and it's just so like competitive. Right. Yeah. And like, but hip hop now is pop culture, you know, yeah. because it's so big. How did it get there is because it eventually became an industry that there's just so much like commerce that surrounds everything that's, you know, hip hop and whatnot. And like, but if it weren't for a Jay-Z to a Nas to a Biggie and a Tupac to people who have had beef, um, but like all of them are a part of this industry. So the more there are the, you know, this rapper, that rapper, whoever, it creates this industry. So there's just more to go around, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. like you said, it's not this limited amount of success or money. It's just, it's out there. If, people, yeah. if there's an appetite for it, People are going to love it and people are going to want it. But so the reason I say something like a, something that's brand new, because with I would say in the entertainment industry or that realm, dance is probably at the very bottom of that barrel in terms of like, what is this? You know, if you want to get in the entertainment industry, what industry would you want to get into? Rarely people be like, oh, I want to dance. You know, yeah. and people, I want to act, I want to sing, whatever. Right. Um, and and there's so much competition even within our space, too. Yeah. And I think. Um, you know, within Kinja is something that I have seen in literally everybody here. Um, and it helps that maybe a lot of us kind of are in our older years too, where that, you know, that ego of like, I'm the best on the block kind of thing is not so prevalent anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we realize like, yo, dude, we, we really do believe that, um, one, we're a product of a community that was very grassroots. Like we all came from these like homegrown teams where, there was no money that we were getting paid to dance. It was just because we loved to do it. Yeah. And and then, you know, th things like media, you know, ABDCs to World of Dances and all that give uh, a platform where these homegrown crews can get out into the masses and be like, whoa, like, that's really cool. And yeah. so the industry kind of starts. And so, you know, now that we're here doing what we're doing, we we still want to push that like yo there's so much to go around yeah and we wanna um we wanna pull the the kid up with us we wanna pull the the individual pull other groups up with us too like if yeah. we're shining you guys should be shining too you yeah. know what I mean yeah and um and you mentioned the thing about like mentoring too that um that I love is that um to you you need to seek that mentor you need to be that annoying kid to be like. Hey, um, can we? Can I take you out to lunch? No. How about tomorrow? No, not then. How about the next day? Like, yeah. eventually, the dude's gonna be like, "All right, man, let's go yeah. get some lunch or whatever." Yeah. And but I think it 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 takes that kind of um, yeah, that persistence and that ambition. Sure, tact is important. Yeah. Everybody listening, <laughs> you gotta have that tact. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, man, I think um, when you meet those right people that that see that spark in you and that see yeah. like, "Yo, dude, I, I love your." I can't, I can't knock your hustle, man. I yeah. can't knock your persistence. Yeah. So let's go, um, man. I think that's that's really cool that that yeah. you you personally have that as well. But you know yeah. what, what you just mentioned also is like, what makes us think that like we're owed a mentor? Sure, that's the other thing. Yeah. That's why I think like searching for the mentor. Mm. That's our job mm. in our, you know, in our discipline. Yeah. You know, like 
that's our job because if we want to get better, we have to learn from people who are good. Yeah. Doesn't mean like they owe us anything. Yeah. They don't owe us anything. I don't, yeah. I don't like go to, and I, that's why I'm not angry or bitter like that it's been hard mm-hmm. because that's not, that's, they don't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything for them. Like, they're not, we're not related, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, so it's my job to like seek them, you know? Um, and, also, also, but then, you know, it's all like, you know, I, I did, um, this signing thing. I was in like Sweden and like, um, I asked this actor, Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. He was in like the original Top Gun. He mm-hmm. was in like, he's been in tons of movies, mm-hmm. man, you know? Um, and obviously he's an OG mm-hmm. and I asked him like, yo, so, so, uh, and he took me out because we were just hanging out, but like. We're eating, and I was like, hey, so, you know, like, can I just ask you a question? Like, how do I get better at acting? Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, you know, I take the classes, I put the work in, but, like, how, how do I get that extra? And he was just like, how many, how many Jack Lemmon films have you seen? Mm-hmm. None. How many Paul Newman films have you seen? I don't know, a few. Like, Cool Hand Luke, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. how many... You know, Brando films, how many, you know, Houston films, how many, how many films have you seen of like the old school people? I'm like, well, not too many. He's like, well, dude, if you ask like Kobe right now, you asked him like, what's, what was the stats of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I bet you he'd know. Hmm. Like if you ask like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Barry Bonds or whoever like the baseball player is like, what's Daryl strawberries like rbi like you know conseco like he would know yeah because they study their craft and they they study who everybody that came before him and i was like damn i never thought of it Mm. that way and and it's also like my job to acknowledge the people who came before me so if i'm asking i gotta come correct so if i'm asking a mentor i can't just be like because i see them out right i gotta come correct and be like i studied all your work Mm. this is what i love it like and I really want to learn this from you mm. specifically, dude. If it's like some kid came up to me and like was like that, I'd be like, "All right, well, I don't got time right now. Like, but maybe like you know we can get some lunch, or whatever." Yeah. And he comes back, and after a while, I'm like, "All right, fuck, okay, like what? What do you want? You mm-hmm. know?" But you know, I don't think it's enough. You know, just like what you're saying about um, you know the when I ask like, why, why? I think like the biggest I thing I think that determines successful and unsuccessful people is just critical thinking, man. Mm. Just like think about what you're doing. Like, yes, doing the motions is great and that will get you the foundation. But to get to that next level, if I'm gonna go with a mentor and I'm just like, yo, can you just help me? But like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like. <laughs> help you with what? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you come correct mm-hmm. and you're persistent, like how, after a while, how can they say no? Yeah, man? yeah. Yeah, and I think that critical thinking part is mm. is the, the part that a lot of people, because it takes extra effort. Yeah. People don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? working sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it, man. Um, so, I mean, having just the career that you've had, dude, and, and probably just the, lessons that you've learned things that you've seen and experienced like how would you define 
success in in context to just everything that you know now mm-hmm. you know I think I was already successful from day one mm. because I was doing what I wanted to do and mm. I was accomplishing goals. I think I'm just getting started, man. Mm. Like I got so much to do. There's so many stories to tell. Like I'm just getting started. And if I were to be like, oh, I'm over the hill and I'm starting to get, then I'm done. Yeah. And success for me is not like, again, it's not a destination. It's a life, just a life. It's a journey of life. It's, it's the, it's the process Like we're saying rather than like, if I get this, you know, I'm gonna work till I die. Mm -hmm. I can get into this so I could retire and Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like retire and like have my fucking coconut stand or some shit, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. That's like, I never need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be doing it in some form, right. you know, even if I'm just teaching. And if it's a lifelong journey, it's a lifelong passion, like, the success isn't like, it's not even something I'm yearning for. Mm-hmm. It's just, as I go, like, I just set these goals and like, I'm like, okay, done. But I'm, you know how they say like, marksmen, mm-hmm. when they shoot, they don't shoot at the target. They shoot through the target. Hmm. When you punch, you punch through. Mm-hmm. Like if you really want to punch, you don't just punch the, right. you know, you punch all the way through. And that's how I think about like everything I do is like, dude, I'm not like, I finished this, I'm already working on the next thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, I can sit back now. That's right. not how it works. Yeah. And I think it's like, it really goes back to what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. What is the agenda? What is what gets you out of bed that's bigger than yourself? And I've figured out that for myself. So it's not about, oh, this project, if it does this, this, that's all important mm-hmm. because that's how we eat and how we can measure how we're doing at the moment. Sure. But bro, like I made gook and like, it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, why are you making black? Like, no one wants to watch a black and white film in 2017, 16. Mm-hmm. Yo, there's no white people in it? Like, how are you going to sell it? <laughs> why don't you put a rapper in it? I want to put a rapper in it. Then who's going to watch it? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, you're going to hire this girl from South Central that nobody knows? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're going to act in it? Like, you shouldn't be in it. You know, there's so many... Th- but it wasn't about like, oh, if I do do this, it's going to be successful. Right. Because it was like, if, if, if I was aiming for that, it'd be, it wouldn't have yeah. been what it was. Yeah. Um, but that's the agenda part, hmm. is I have a purpose and agenda that went beyond just, just making something that people just think is cool and enjoy. Like, there's a purpose behind it. Yeah. Even behind the story, you know, there's always like... I always, and I, I, I totally know that you guys have it, man. It's like, what is a fucking Trojan horse? Mm-hmm. How do you sneak the medicine? Mm-hmm. Art, art is a, the, the ultimate Trojan horse. 
you dance, yeah. you sing, you, but what is your actual, what are you saying to the world? Mm. What's your actual message? You know, with film, it's, it's much more, can be much more artistic and whatever, sure. but like, as artists, I mean, I think that's like the, 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 the bigger sort of picture thing that, that makes it all worth it later on. And, you know, then you're not like focused on like, you're also not focused on other people. Mm-hmm. Because you're just in competition with yourself. Mm. Because it's your purpose. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to just push. There's not. It's not not like some numerical value. Yeah. Five movies, ten movies, yeah. twenty movies. No, it's just like when I'm done. What's the next thing? Mm. What's mm. the next thing? And uh, what I love about your organization is like what you were saying try and pull people up and the thing I love about Kinja's and this philosophy as I, I, I watch you guys move I watch you guys Instagram and and it's like a brotherhood mm-hmm. brotherhood sisterhood you know like and that that community that's around it like I feel the love mm. and when I watch that it, it's so uplifting and I think it just sends this like dope message that maybe the other you know, some other people aren't. Yeah. I think that's the difference. And when I see you guys, you know, and you're like the, the latest, the latest show you guys were on, mm-hmm. the energy was just different. Mm. I think the energy was just different because what it looked like to me, it was like, yeah, it's cool to win and stuff, but it looked like you guys were just like, it didn't even matter. Yeah. You guys were just there. You guys are there because, first of all, you can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number two, like, it's 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 an obvious that like you guys are a force mm. but like seeing you guys on stage it was like yeah the whole brother th- brotherhood thing is like you can feel that mm. and i think that's the thing is like we all know fakers yeah <laughs> we all know the fake ass people who are doing this for whatever vain reason whatever and we're all vain mm-hmm. but the people are a little bit extra fake mm. <laughs> we know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, I don't know, not all, but like 95% of the time, if we sit down with that person, we talk, we know there's something empty there. Totally. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, dude. Um, you're speaking truth, man. <laughs> you're speaking a whole lot of truth. Um, yeah, dude. Like, without getting too much into it, bro, like, yeah, from the world of dance experience to literally... I mean, that was already over a year ago. I can't believe that, like, how fast time has gone. But, Jeez. like... Yeah, like we've we we've um, come a long way. Not in the sense of like, oh, we've done so many more gigs and so many bigger placements, but more of like, yo, we've grown so much. Even from those, I, I mean, being on a TV show, like I'm sure, like you, you can attest to, just being on any sort of project for like any given amount of time, it, it takes a toll on you. You yeah. know what I mean? From emotionally to physically to you know, could even make you um, reconsider. Like, yo, like what are we really doing this for, right? Yeah. You know, and so we, we went through a whole bunch of that. And like, you know, we're, yeah, sure, there's a lot of cool projects in the pipeline, but just the other day, literally, like we we kind of like posseed up to just talk and be like, mm. how's everybody doing? You yeah. know, like, is everybody good? Yeah. You know, and like, because we're about to enter 2019 real soon and there's all this stuff that's happening, but like, it's not, none of it's worth it if this is not good, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and I love that we always circle back to that because, 
Um, truthfully, again, maybe because we're all just grown men now, they were like, what are we wasting our time doing this dance thing for if this is not feeding something more than just like putting, you know, money in my bank account here and there? Like it has to be for a bigger purpose. And I think that bigger purpose is something that keeps the, this thing alive. And, um, and so one is really encouraging that, that it, um, that it reads in that way, even to the people that are kind of following and stuff. Cause that's a real thing. You know, what really cool is like. You see, like, you guys do the NFL gig and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, what's really cool is, like, I'm, like, yeah, of course they're doing that. Mm. That's how I feel now. When mm. I see whatever you guys are doing, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not shocked. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's really cool is we, I think, we've kind of turned a corner while I'm watching you guys, and it's, just like, of course they're doing that. Hmm. Yeah, well, why not? Word. That's tight. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but then it's, like, for everybody watching you guys, they're, mm-hmm. like, Oh fuck! It's possible. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh shit! It's possible. Yeah. Then the hope is like, well, what are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. But like, shit, man. You know, especially your personal journey, like, you know, from from where you were and yeah. now this yeah. and like, you know, it's just like, you just keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. are just you guys are still pushing. Yeah. It's just like I am. You know, mm-hmm. like we're all just continue to push you know like yeah man like you know i think everybody we all ask ourselves like yeah why the fuck are we doing this Mm -hmm. but but what then yeah 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 man life is always gonna happen and and uh it's either you give into it and and you, you toss in the towel or you 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 get hit get knocked down get back up and then ask for help you know yeah. like man I, yeah. I can't i can't do this alone you know yeah. like i need help and it takes uh you know a, a level of humility and willingness to be vulnerable to even seek that kind of help out and and uh i mean i'm sure from yourself to the people who have helped you out along the way oh, yeah. to um you know the people that like you really cling to as far as mentors and friends family all that like it's so important to keep that community around you cuz one we're not we're not designed to live this life on an island you know what i'm saying we're not meant to be isolated we need community we need people to support us to teach us to check us you know when we're like yeah yeah, when we're like flying off the handles you know so all that's really really good man it's really good yeah um dude so what's what's going on now dude like what are what are the current things that uh you're working on what are you excited about so miss purple um we're doing post-production on it now I think it's a beautiful film. I mean, I'm biased. It's my film. But like, I think... I trust I, you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I, I think I made something special. Sick. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a project with this company called Macro. They did uh, they did Denzel's last two movies. They also did like Sorry to Bother You. And, yeah, and, great like, film. Mudbound. Yeah. They kill it, you know, and I love their, their philosophy, their company philosophy. They're like totally like you know about diversity and mm-hmm. diverse voices so like i have a project with them with them um hopefully shoot next year you know i'm i'm up for a few projects to direct um you know and then i did that film with wayne i saw a cut of it he did a great job mm-hmm. i'm so proud of it um that's the thing is like ter- me personally like uh, you know i've been acting 17 years now and i'm getting to a place where I want to do things that have meaning, 
So I'm doing less of the stuff that's just like about putting money in my pocket. Sure. Um, it's so weird, man, because when I do that, I end up getting more opportunities to do the stuff that hmm. I wanted to be doing anyways. It's yeah. just like weird how yeah. that jet out. That, it's just weird. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, I continue. I, I just want to keep, you know, I'm developing a TV show. Sick. Um, but the other thing is like, that's just work. Yeah. I have a kid. Yeah, congrats, You know, man. it's like, congrats. you know, there's like different, different things in your life. You know, there's like health, you know, work, spiritual, family. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to keep all of those afloat. Yep. Balance. One starts, yeah, one starts going down. You don't want one of them to die, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. like, you know, that's the other thing I'm starting to really focus on is like, I'm so bad at it. But mm-hmm. like, how do I, how do I stay balanced, mm-hmm. man? Work, work is cool. And our lives revolve around it. Yeah. And it's, we're so blessed to be doing things we love for work. I'm really trying to figure out how to balance things. It's hard for me, man. Mm. It's hard. Like, I always find myself, even with my family, like, oh, I'm, I'm busy, I'm working, I'm going to this and that. And like, mm-hmm. having to check myself yep. or my wife check me mm-hmm. and be like, no, you have to. No, no. Hmm. Like, I'm going on this vacation. Yeah. Well, my wife checked me. She's like, no, like, before you do all this other stuff, like, you got to take a week off. Mm. You have to. Yeah. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and I have to cultivate that aspect of my life as well, but that's what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Love it, man. Well, congrats on your daughter. I mean, <laughs> you, you said she's 10 months now. Yeah. Yeah, wow. man. I saw the I saw your your Kickstarter video and I love how she made the cameo in there, dude. Oh, it's, dude, I got used by that, 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 <laughs> that was my favorite part, dude. I was like, oh, I'm donating for sure now. <laughs> Thank you. That was freaking good, Thank man. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I, I just appreciate just every bit of what you're saying, dude. It's just all just real stuff, man. Um, yeah, just just saying, I appreciate you, bro. Like, I love these couch conversations. These are the ones that like. You, you may have an agenda what you think it might be and then ends up just taking a life of its own. And oh, for yeah. this, man, it's just it's just so good to just hear your story oh, and you. how you approach, man. Um, but if it's cool, man, we want to lightning round you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, let's do it. Fire off some just quick, quick questions. Cool. Yeah, this was kind of serious. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. Yeah. Serious it was, it was is good. good serious. It was I good. love serious. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, off the top of your head, you can, you know, answer short. You could elaborate. It's up to you. But uh, we're just going to fire off some. All right. So here you go. Lightning round in three, two, one. Worst role you've ever played. <laughs> oh, damn. I did a... Fuck. Dude, it's hard to, like, put it out there, you know? Oh, this is... Okay, this, I, you know, I could say. Like, uh, I, I did a series of T-Mobile commercials, mm-hmm. and I was a part of a... You know, it was like a pay-as-you-go thing, and yeah. I was a part of a, a poser mobile posse. Yeah. And, like, we tackled some dude in a bowling alley, and I go... And I go... Uh, uh, T-Mobile, or like I say, T-Mobile say you got to prepay minutes, yo. And then he goes, but I just, I just bought minutes, and I go fees, shorty fees. And then he's <laughs> like, and then I go say something like twenty five cent to connect, and like, oh, it was just like the, the, the get like. Wait, wait, so you had like the, the accent and everything? I did it just like that. Oh like man, this, this, that's I, good. I, I, I was I like, that. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, I'll Hell find yeah. it. Worse, oh, yeah. worse, We're worse. Find it. <laughs> worst. Uh, oh no, uh, let's go. We talked about mentors. Dream mentor. Um, dream mentor. Right now, uh, Japanese director Koreeda. Ooh, okay. Um, favorite director of all time. <sighs> Damn. 
Um, dude, dude, dude. This is impossible. Um, Krzysztof Kieslowski. He's a Polish guy. Whoa. Mm. He did uh, the color series. Um, just, or Wong Kar Wai. Sick. Sick. Uh, you talked about uh, like finding that actor or actress. Like, uh, who would you like to work with? Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Dude, that Hell dude. Is, yeah. That dude is so damn funny. Hell yeah. He is a funny ass a, dude. Yeah, dude. I love Bobby Lee. He's unpredictable too. <laughs> um, dead or alive, who would you love love to sit down and just have a, a cup of coffee with? Genghis Khan. Genghis <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd that would be a fly on the wall in that room. Dude, that dude was scary and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and you would want to sit and have coffee with him. I well, I just like if he wasn't gonna kill yeah. me. Oh yeah. Just to like sure. just to see what the whole deal was, man. For sure. Whoa. For sure. And you said you did like extra work for like two years or something like that. Yeah. Uh what was your favorite extra project that you worked on? <laughs> um It's probably central casting, huh? Yeah, like a uh, bunch of them. But uh so many bad ones man <laughs> it's always the bad ones that yeah. come to mind it's like, okay, i don't want to talk about that one um um oh no 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 worse than that i got tricked so remember i used to have my stores the attic and yeah, stuff yeah yeah um and when i had them like our pr guy was like yo uh you know edison like electricity like edison power company wants to do something that's that'll showcase a store or whatever so i came by and like they're like gonna shoot this thing, whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I was like, wait, what am what like so there's all these ad people in my store. Yeah. And whatever. And they're just telling me what to do. And it was like really like I was like, wait, hold up, man. Like, what is this? And like <laughs> and then like I saw the commercial and it was like just an Edison commercial, man. They never mentioned the store. And I was basically like a commercial actor actor that never got paid. Whoa. They just used your store as a location. For free. Oh, crazy. And I didn't get paid. What? And it was all over the internet. And, like, my friends were like, bro, you doing, like, commercials now? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, so I looked it up. I was like, damn, I got tricked. Yo, that's oh, the... It was so yo. shady. Fuck them, man. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed, man. Hey, I think you have a right to be, bro. They, they pulled Dude, the biggest fast one on you. Imagine if, like, some, some Edison wanted to do something at, at Kinja's Dojo and was like, yo, we're going to feature the your brand. Blah, blah, and, yeah. and it was like they just used your dancing and, right. like, they didn't say who you were. They didn't show your logo, nothing. Yeah. Wow. You would kill them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shame on you guys. Shame on Edison. That's freaking. That's to wild. lighten it up, lighten it up. Favorite food. <laughs> favorite food. Favorite food. Uh, ramen, spaghetti, yeah, yeah. steak. <laughs> Hell yeah! Damn hot pot. Oh, oh yeah! Damn, I love hot Can't pot. Hot pot. Will we ever see a BGA follow-up project? I hope so. Hell yeah! I hope so. I think um, Ryan's always working on something, so like I hope so. But he, it's on him, man. Yeah. If you if you want a BGA project. Hit him up on Twitter. Hey, you know, we all want a BGA project. <laughs> you know, Justin's a K-pop star on the side, man. You get twisted, dude. Oh damn. Uh, what what is your biggest fear? Um, being a bad dad. Mm. These days, it's that. It's like uh, having regrets about like whatever I did with my time now. Mm. 
and like looking back and being like I could, I should have spent more time with my daughter. Can't like that's can't buy time, man. For sure, for yeah. sure. On that yeah. tip, like uh, biggest accomplishment. Uh, making a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that that's was a pretty coming. good. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, beyond yeah. that, beyond that, I think um. Biggest accomplishment, I think, is just. I do think it's Gook, man, because mm. it really was. I mean, I made a film before Gook, but Gook, I think, like, I really trusted myself. Yeah, and I was able to see, along with people around me, what is possible if we really just go for it, mm. and like, uncompromising, man. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, Gook was freaking sick, man. You got one, Mike. Uh oh! Favorite indie film of all time. Indie film. Um, you can say Gook. <laughs> uh, gook, Gook. I will say this, man. In junior high, it's not an indie film, but I watched Dumb and Dumber in the theater seven times. Oh my oh gosh! Days. In the theater, bro. Did you Whoa. too? Not, not in the theater. I mean, I saw it in the theater the first time. And then like I just had it on video. I think that was probably the most watched movie in my whole life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can quote that entire. Me too. Movie, I damn man. <laughs> yeah. That and then but Genius. then but in elementary school I think I I watched Home Alone like a million same. times. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. And that's that's always on rotation in the holidays at my yeah. house. I just yeah. I gotta put on Home Alone. It's not, it's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not Thanksgiving or Christmas without Home Alone. I would you know remember when he puts his head through the doggy doggy door? He's like yeah. hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would rewind that part so many times. It's like that part was all yeah. like staticky. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's freaking good. Oh damn. Um. So we have this thing less of more of. Okay. So um. What, what would you love to see people do less of and what would you want to see people do more of? Okay. Less of is... Um, <sighs> more of, I wish people were more open, mm. more honest, more communicative, even if it's not necessarily comfortable mm-hmm. on both sides because at least there's an opportunity there to either rectify things or um, for it to be worked out mm-hmm. or for there to be an understanding less of I think is always like a really like an idealistic kind of thing but I don't know like just less of just being ugly to, to each other. Mm. I think I was a pretty toxic dude for a long time. Mm. I think I was pretty hateful. I think I was pretty angry. I think I was pretty, you know, like competitive and mm. pretty like uh, had a lot of jealousy and stuff. But really it was only hurting myself. Mm. And I think less of all that shit it makes me happier at least yeah yeah it's freaking good man dude justin man it's been it's been really good chatting it up man and i think um again like my favorite conversations are the ones that just kind of take a life of its own and i think something that um really comes across so clear coming from even just hearing your your answers to the less of more of and um 
yo man you've been through life bro you know you've mm -hmm. experienced um you know success failure uh disappointments um you know celebrations all that and that's life it's, it's gonna always be this roller coaster of up and down um but it's it's very easy to um get jaded by everything and and live in that space where uh you know it's so easy to live in a space where you're fooling yourself you yeah. know and um and it's so uh it's not it's not easy to get out of that so from for for you to even be so vulnerable and transparent to even talk about some of those dark periods where mm. you felt like you know you may have been living sort of a toxic lifestyle to um recognizing that and uh figuring out ways to get out of it and from from the way that you talk man it seems like you um you do it well where you're patient with your own process because nothing nothing worthwhile comes overnight and mm. nothing really important to grow or change will happen overnight either like yeah. you gotta just man like let the the process happen and you have to just kind of sit with it and be patient yeah. and so um dude that's really inspiring by itself like forget all the you know the work stuff like you said the work stuff is work you know we we make we pay our bills but at the end of the day man we're all human beings and um i love just your approach on on all of that man it's Thank really you. encouraging to see and um but yeah dude with all the moves that you're making you know the projects that you've done to the ones that you're working on man like super stoked for all that stuff thank you um you always got kinder support man i mean thank like you. you mentioned yep. earlier it's so important for us to um celebrate each other even you know from different industries you know what i mean yeah. we all kind of run in our own lanes but um everything feeds each other you yeah. know and i think it's so great to uh, be able to support and and throw eyes on things that maybe one audience may not be looking at yeah. but you know like you definitely got that from us yeah. um uh, where can people follow you like your journey you know social media mostly instagram that? you know twitter is just my name justin chan and then instagram is my name justin chan um but i post most on instagram um yeah it's like uh it's hard to keep up <laughs> I get it. It's like yeah. a job. Yeah, it's bro. a straight up it's job, dude. Like, I'm just yeah. like you know. Social media is a freaking full time yeah. job. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, yeah, man. Love what you guys do. You know, my favorite dude is uh, Lawrence. Hey, shout dude, out Lawrence, guys. bro. Lawrence like yeah. he, that dude is like a, so the real one. Yep. <laughs> he's just so supportive. Such such a good homie. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always like such a great like supporter cheerleader so i want nothing but the best for mm -hmm. him and i know he's a part of you guys organization mm -hmm. and like even just the way he reps you guys it just says so much about the the the, the org you know mm -hmm. but like i love that dude yeah. yeah lawrence is he's doing it man i'm i'm just it, waiting yeah. for that i feel like he's just right there i mean he's already done amazing freaking work that was the thing though like ever since i met the dude like i was like it's just a matter of time yeah totally it was like not even you know everything he's he's doing and he's going to do is not it's not even like a surprise mm -hmm. speaking of instagram you i always see him do his like little like dance diaries i'm like oh, i'm like best. dude you do it man with the bare feet and shit like <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah. on your hardwood floor or whatever or like yeah. on your rug cool man yeah but like he's like in san diego like 
fucking on carpet, but yeah. still barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. I love that shit. He, like, yeah, Lawrence is a freaking real one, man. He's a, uh, I mean, dude, I always say, yo, you're my favorite Asian actor. And, but I'm like, yo, don't let anybody sleep on his dancing because nah. that's how we started. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, you know, he was on Kappa Modern yeah. with uh, Mike and I. And, like, it's crazy that, and to see that he's just running at this whole thing with, not only acting, but he's also starting to write and, you know, yeah. wants to get yeah, into yeah, that yeah. whole too. So yeah. I'm just, we're just waiting. Cause you know, we got, you know, plans for some sort of a Kinja's movie you somewhere down the do line. Yeah. Like it's just, uh, like you said, it's a matter of time yeah. when it's supposed to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, man, dude, thanks for coming through, Thank man. You. Thanks for chatting you. it up with us. And, um, yeah, man. So Mike, you want to send us home? Yeah. Yeah. Full show notes will be in the description below, but don't forget to check us out at kinjas.com slash podcast. Follow us on all social media handles. That's Kinja's Podcast with K. And uh, don't forget to go on iTunes and leave us that review and a five-star rating. Sweet. Look at that radio voice, man. That's hey, man. what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Legit. Thanks for watching and or listening, guys. Till next shing, time. Shing. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Peace.